Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, everybody? Hello. What's up, Chris? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. How are you all doing today? Texas is really good. The weather's great. Can't complain. Uh, everything's kind of hustling and bustling down here, so I love it. Yeah, same, man. It's feeling nice outside. Football's in week five. Man, I woke up the other day, walked outside, and I was like, man, it's football weather. Just felt really good. Oh, yeah, man. Bye-bye, Bob. (laughs) Bye-bye, Bob. Bob is gone. Gase is gone soon. All right, Pinto, you ready for the intro? I'm waiting for you, man. I'm seeing you uh, in our show notes right here. All right, y'all. Every week, y'all know that Ryan Hicks does a little intro that I don't see until right now, so... So I'm kind of looking away from the screen and jump right into it. And then we'll get into week five, right? So guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Week five is here. Go tell your friends. Then hide your kids, hide your wife, because injuries have struck in the night like a knife. 
As studs drop like flies, you must know how to pivot. When it comes to fantasy, we don't talk it. We live it. Are you 0-4 with no hope to be found? Well, listen here closely. Turn that frown upside down because week five approaches and it's time to prepare. And thanks to Manscaped, we all have no ball hair. (laughs) That's not really the point. I digress. Let's all focus because magic is what we make. Abracadabra, hocus pocus. These all four hairless wizards with knowledge for days are about to share everything about our wicked fantasy ways. With (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Who will hit, who will miss, and who is ready to blow? It's all right here tonight. So now with the show. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Manscaped, though, right? Manscaped, guys. Uh, changed my life. I'm like living freer these days. Those boxers, straight up amazing. Uh, I feel good. If right. uh, y'all are at home looking for gifts for your loved ones or just want to treat yourself, use the Manscaped promo code Belly Up Fantasy uh, and treat yourself. Also, for this month of October, guys. Uh, for everyone who's watching, I know that y'all are uh, amazing followers of us and comment all the time. So we really, really appreciate you guys. We're on Spotify. If you go and subscribe to our podcast channel, Belly Up Fantasy Live, give us a listen from this episode that's about to drop tomorrow. Um, leave us a comment as well. We'll take those comments and essentially enter in, into a drawing. And at the end of the month, um, we will give that fan a Manscaped box, uh, like one of the ones that we received with the Lawnmower 3 uh, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we are sponsored by Manscaped, so thank you guys so much. Uh, that will be our Belly Up Fantasy Live giveaway. But let's move on, guys, into the Week 5 matchups, the Buccaneers and the Bears. The 3-1 and Buccaneers against the 3-1 and Bears on Thursday night football, 45.5 over-under. Fantasy implications of this were pretty cool because you got Nick Foles, who essentially is not very good when he starts, right? Uh, and then you got Tom Brady, the GOAT. You have Fournette coming back. You got Evans <laughs> and uh, Chris Godwin. Stats for days on all these guys, but we really want to see if Leonard Fournette can be that guy, right? At, the th- at that 30% snap share. Updated tackles for days, 16% juke rating. Um, and then the, on the other side, you want to see if David Montgomery can be the guy that the Bears think that he can be and be the workhorse back. I mean, he has yet to score on the ground through the air he has. Uh, but 15 evaded tackles, and he's the running back 27 of the week. Uh, I think against Tampa Bay's defense, I, I think he scores finally on the ground. Um, I'm going to kind of keep it short, though, but I do think that Rob Gronkowski with uh, O.J. Howard going on IR, uh, I think that Gronk finally ascends right now and uh, gets better than his tight end 35. I mean, he's ran 63 routes, and he's been targeted only once in the end zone. Um, I think that he finally gets that that spot, right? Billy, what do you think, man? Yeah, so the Bears, I'm kind of interested. Um, uh, oh, jeez, where's my notes here? Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Golly, trying to wake up still. So, yeah, uh, A-Rob's wide receiver one over the last two weeks, so I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing out of him. He's doing everything we thought he would and then some. 
the one interesting thing about the the Bears wide receiver is a uh, wide receiver that Darnell Mooney's number three in targets behind Allen Robinson and Jimmy Graham. He's number two in yards on the team, and he out-targeted uh, Miller, Anthony Miller, fourteen to ten over the last two games. And really, David Montgomery, get to your point, he's kind of he's touchdowns away from being a high-quality RB two at running back twenty-seven right now. So he starts getting in the end zone. He's outproducing probably where you drafted him. Um, Tom Brady, Mike Evans are both coming in at seventh rank, coming uh, coming in on the season at their positions and PPR scoring. No Godwin this week. Is it Gronk time now that uh, OJ Howard's out? So more snaps with the tight end position open. And I'm eyeballing uh, Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones this week, uh, kind of trying to see what that uh, mix of carries is going to look like. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking at with no Godwin. I think Cam Bright's the biggest beneficiary of the OJ Howard. Uh, injury. I'm not buying in on Gronk anymore. Uh, I just want to see more about Cameron Bright. He's a guy I'm really interested in. As far as the Bears, as long as Nick Foles is quarterbacking, I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ryan, I'm not buying in on Gronk. They talked about he's a pass blocker for them. They don't want to use him in the passing game. I, until I see him used you know, for that purpose, I'm not buying it. Uh, Chicago, though, like we said last week, don't do it to yourself with Foles. Please, 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 please don't. He can back you up, but he cannot start a game. Um, but I'll tell you what, David Montgomery with three going out, I'm in on that. But next game of the week we got here is uh, a bit of a surprising one. We'll see if it actually happens. Buffalo uh, going into Tennessee. So obviously Tennessee – we got uh, apparently they broke COVID protocols. They were practicing this past week after you know they were supposed to be quarantined. Missed last week's game. It's a whole mess down there. Personally, as far as Tennessee's guys go, for the majority of it, if I can avoid starting them, it, assuming they play, I would probably avoid it. I don't know how I feel about these guys. At least they weren't supposed to practice. So it, you're relying on guys being game ready after spending the last two weeks pretty much at home on zoom meetings it doesn't instill a ton of confidence in me maybe a john U. smith you know derrick henry somebody like that sure but beyond that not super confident um but i mean we've pounded it once you know one week after the other josh allen continues to be incredible all in on the josh allen train until further notice <laughs> yeah uh josh allen's playing lights out right now a, a lot of people are just kind of stunned but I mean, he ended last year quarterback six, and he's starting right now quarterback three. So his his ascension is pretty good. Uh, Tennessee and Buffalo, man. Tennessee's a pretty stout defense, only allowing 18.5 points per game, seven through the air. And that's the way that I think that Buffalo is going to have to win or go through this game. Uh, and Smokey Brown, right? My guy, Smokey Brown, he's wide, re- wide receiver 34 on the year has 5.8 targets per game and four red zone targets. Um, obviously, the main coverage will go to Stephon Diggs, but Smokey Brown, my guy, I think he's going to light it up. So on the other side, though, Buffalo, not so good, right, giving up 25 points per game, seven through the air as well, uh, 280 yards essentially per game, 39 fantasy points per game, and they rank fifth worst against the pass. Well, with Corey Davis going on IR, right? Jonu Smith, man, is my guy right now. Ryan, thank you for turning me on this guy because Jonu is the tight end eight right now, but he's going to jump up so quickly after this game uh, to a defense that's allowed essentially 40 points uh, to a wide receiver. And 
this is their number two guy after A.J. Brown. I mean, he leads the team in red zone targets as well at four, and he gets close to seven targets per game. Um, those are the guys that I really like in this game. Billy, what do you think? I'm really liking the Stephon Diggs effect in Buffalo. I mean, this team's passing game just really came alive, and it totally transformed the quarterback that Josh Allen is. Uh, this is an interesting game because the Bills and Titans, we'd be typically talking about low-scoring, knockdown, drag-out, kind of boring fantasy game. But that's not the case. The Titans are giving up top – they're top in the bottom ten against uh, both running backs and receivers. So good matchups for the, the Bills receivers and Bills running backs as well. So there's a lot of guys I want to play. Johnny Smith, I'm definitely on in this game. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if uh, Zach Fox is back, how that uh, kind of – that uh, carry share works out in Buffalo there. But hoping for Zach Moss to kind of take over that job. We've seen Devin Singletary not really, uh, you know, produce the way we'd like to see a guy that has the whole opportunity when he's given it. So – I'm on the Zach Moss train, and I like this matchup against Tennessee and a, a little bit more fun game than, than we expect. Yeah, I mean, y'all said what there is to be said about Allen. I do find it fascinating how Buffalo's defense is a whole other thing in the second half. They just collapse every game. So I'm expecting a really high-scoring game here. I'll take the over for sure. Uh, AJB is back, baby. Um, I am expecting – this is a little bit of a bold – I mean, I've been on this guy before, but Dawson Knox, this is the game. This is the game because when I saw an interesting stat that uh, Tennessee is last in the NFL against tight ends in the red zone in PPR formats. That is a strange thing. They were like 24th in the league against uh, tight ends overall, but last in the red zone. And Jacecki with that big body, he's going to score. The, or, uh, Knox with that big body is going to score this week. Excuse me. I, I got two man, on your mind, dude. man crushes on tight ends right there. <laughs> Moving on, though, to not Gusecki, but Jacksonville and Houston with a 54-point over-under. Give me that over all day. Goodbye, Bob. Uh, Watson's going to go off this week with no Bob over his shoulder. I expect David Johnson to be a big recipient of a lot of that value. It's hard to project which receiver is going to get it, but Will Fuller comes to mind. Uh, as far as Jacksonville, DJ Chark, man, you really got to look at the difference that guy makes for that whole offense. And then at this point, if you don't think James Robinson is a beast, I don't know what you're watching. This guy's a legit flirting with RB1 status. Uh, give me him against Houston. Give me Chark against Houston. And then give me Houston against Jacksonville, man. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I love it. Tom, what do you think? You know, I'll tell you what. Even without Bill O'Brien, game one at least without him, none of the receivers in Houston are popping out to me. I mean, Will Fuller, half-point PPR, is the wide receiver 20 uh, even to this day, to me, he's still just – he's a big play threat. He relies on that big touchdown to get him to that point. If he if he gets shut down on big plays for the game, he's not going to play. Like he, You're not going to see him. He's not going to score points. He's a non, uh, you know, non-point. Um, I mean, for this game, you guys all know who I love. It's Gardner Minshew. He's the quarterback 10 so far this year. He's right on pace last year. He was the QB 9 games he was in there. He's QB 10 so far this year. And aside from an off week in week three against Miami, the short week uh, on a Thursday night game, he's been scoring 20-plus points a game. I mean, that's exactly what you want out of a starting caliber quarterback is consistency. And, again, aside from a single short week that he was off, 20-plus points a game is what he gives you. Yeah, I mean, I picked up Gardner Minshew in my home league against my fraternity brothers. I'm rolling with the man. Uh, ride or die with the GM2, right? In this game, it really is going to be fun. I'm going to smash the over for sure. Houston allowing 31 
almost 32 points per game. And people are scoring at will on the ground or through the air against these guys. I mean, six on the ground, seven through the air. Um, what I'm really looking at is J-Rob in this game, right? The dude is the running back six in PPR formats right now. God. Uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, Ryan, you had to deal with him from me in our uh, belly up league the other two weeks ago, putting 30 points on you. Uh, but, yeah, just ridiculous numbers from this cat. And the Houston defense can't seem to stop anybody. So I'm looking at J-Rob in this game. And then on the other side, I mean, I'm sorry, Billy. I, I was ahead of you, and I know you were probably going to talk about him because you didn't put him in the notes. But our guy, David Johnson, man, I mean, DJ, he's running about 23 Jacksonville is just teasing people at the running back position. You got to start him, right? He's, I mean, he runs the routes, 106 routes, two red zone targets, but almost four beta tackles per game. And the Jacksonville defense, not very good. Almost allowing, what, 32 points per game, uh, two running backs, and they're the six worst uh, against the running back position. Man, fire up J-Rob and DJ for me in both in, uh, in this game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, both defenses are in the bottom 10 of points allowed to running backs, and Houston's given up the second most. So, I mean, a great matchup for Robinson. He's already dominating. I'll tell you the problem with David Johnson is that he's only getting, you know, 11 or 12, 13 carries a game on average. So that's not enough for a guy like David Johnson. It's carries 14 through 20 where he's really going to do his damage. So I look for uh, whoever's calling plays to get David Johnson going. And I, and I think the passing game kind of comes along with, uh, you know, Cooks and, and Fuller. I mean, these are good players that, that something's just not right with them right now, and the targets are pretty even across the board. So uh, I think sooner or later the production comes, and Deshaun Watson's got to get going. So uh, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll uh, move on to the next matchup. Go ahead, uh, one thing, uh, Tom, when the Houston Texans win this week, your sign has to say, like, go big Rome, go. For Romeo Cornell, baby, interim head coach for the Houston Texans. So that's all I want, Tom. That's all I want. Yeah. Once, uh, once that number shows as many or more than the number to – sorry, I can't really point that way. But uh, that side, you get what I'm saying? It's it, it's backwards, guys. Don't judge me. Come on. But if your wins are catching up, we can talk about it. Bill O'Brien dug a big hole. We're going to stop talking about my Houston Texans, Billy. Yeah, Gil. <laughs> I'm taking Houston in the over, uh, nonetheless, here. So, moving on, we got Cincinnati visiting the Baltimore Ravens over under a 51. Uh, this could be a pretty fun matchup. So, Burrow's coming in as a rookie at quarterback 11. It's not actually that bad of a matchup with Baltimore allowing the ninth, ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. The targets are really starting to trend towards Tyler Boyd. He had 13 over the first two weeks, 21 over the last two weeks. A.J. Green is down from 21 over the first two to 11 over the last two and really coming along strong here in the back end is Higgins with 16 targets in the last two games, and he's also leading the team in touchdowns. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty interesting there. Uh, A.J. Green Day seemed to be over in uh, Cincinnati uh, as we speak. So Mixon's got, got all six of the targets to running backs last week. Uh, that's kind of that's new for him uh, without the Gio Bernard effect in the background for him. So that's pretty exciting for his production. Uh, and he's getting all the carries. I'm confident in him starting him this week, but uh, temper expectations with Baltimore allowing the seventh fewest points to running back so far this season. Uh, on the Baltimore side, we got Lamar Jackson. He's the quarterback eight coming into the end of the week. Um, that's his jersey number. I mean, this floor this year so far that we've seen was against Kansas City, 18 fantasy points, and they only had 97 yards passing. So 
Cincinnati's given up the eight fewest uh, points to quarterbacks, so it's not that great of a matchup for them. But I'm going to go out on a limb, bold prediction, and Lamar Jackson's going to count for eight touchdowns this week. They're going to go off against the Bengals. This is going to be a fun shootout, you guys. The running back situation's been a disaster. You've got Ingram leading carries, Gus leading yards, J.K.'s getting the passing work. Ingram's got two touchdowns uh, with uh, with Gus and uh, two touchdowns with J.K. and Ingram, sorry, and one for Gus. And the Marquise Brown big play's been missing from this offense. It's really Mark Andrews or Bust in the passing game, leading the team with four uh, four receiving touchdowns. Willie Sneed's the only wide receiver on the team with the, with a touchdown catch. So I look for some things to get corrected there in Baltimore. And, uh, you know, I, I really like both of these offenses. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, I'm all about Tyler Boyd. I wrote about him today in the article I dropped. He is the wide receiver one there right now. Uh, A.J. Green is fading. I'm not saying I'm off of him entirely, but he's definitely the wide receiver two at best. The wide receiver two at best. Uh, Mixon, I just don't like his matchup this particular week, and I think expectations are going to be high. I'm going to avoid him in DFS, but obviously you're starting him if you have him. Um, Baltimore should win this game, but I agree it's going to be high scoring. I think they're still a little bit embarrassed about that beatdown they took two weeks ago. And Washington was just a – it was kind of a bully game, although it was a little closer than I expected early on. Uh, and then I think Hollywood scores this week. Uh, Andrew scores this week. This is a game I want some exposure to. They need to take care of Cincinnati because this team could make a little bit of a late run as Burrow continues to get better and this offense gets flowing. What do you think, Tom? You know – Lamar Jackson against Cincy's defense. I mean, we talked about, you know, the points they've allowed against quarterbacks so far. I'm not super confident, especially since he did miss practice today with a, apparently a knee injury. It wasn't really reported late in the day. Not that that's majorly concerning necessarily, but I think Ryan and I were on the same page early in the year here is this is only going to last for so long. There's a certain point where as a mobile quarterback, your success is going to end. And I'll tell you what, I'm waiting for it to end because you know who I can't wait to see starting for them at quarterback? It's not RG3. It's my boy repping the blue and white, Trace McSorley. Oh, my God. (laughs) telling you, he's going to be better than RG3. That's the man to play. But, uh, no, on a real note, though, like I said, I don't really love Lamar on this matchup. And especially if missing practices, you have something lingering in the knee, you're going to want to protect him. And I don't see him running out a lot. And Kai, Joe Flacco is going to be starting for the Jets this week. Uh, he's long gone from uh, long gone from Baltimore. <laughs> Man, uh, Baltimore's defense though, is pretty stout right now. They're only allowing 18.3 points per game. Uh, not a lot on the ground. Very little through the air, though, but. Through the air is where you're going to get them at 7.2 yards per throw and 270 yards given up per game. Uh, I guess missing some of those key defensive backs is kind of eating them up. Uh, they do only rank 15th, though, uh, against the pass, allowing 31 point, uh, or, sorry, 36 points per game. So from the Cincinnati side, the one guy that I'm going to really target because in Dynasty I'm all over this guy, and then even in a, a couple of weeks that I'm in, I got T. Higgins, man. This kid has just been lightning in a bottle with Joe Burrow. Uh, obviously, they drafted them together, so they got that chemistry that they're already already they're already building on. Uh, and PPR is the wide receiver forty five, but four red zone targets for this guy, man. Like he's the AJ Green two Like you could, I mean, golly, I mean, I loved AJ Green, and he's the analyst out of the year, right? AJ Green year, everyone get him in the seventh eighth round. 
Well, you got T. Higgins off the waiver wire, and he's doing a lot better. Um, on the opposing side, though, J.K. Dobbins, always, always going to talk about J.K. whenever I can. You'll always know that I'm going to talk about J.K. Uh, running back 41, so not very good, but not too bad. He's still on the radar, right? Um, almost a 30% juke rating on this kid. So with Lamar being questionable, J.K. is the most efficient back that they have because they don't use him too often. I'm wondering why. Uh, maybe they're trying to save him a little bit for the for the push at the end of the year because uh, this kid's going to be a league winner, guarantee it. He's going to win. He's going to be on the most fantasy teams that win championships at the end of the year. Put it on the board, JK on him, boys. Um, I think he's just going to thrive uh, in this system. They drafted him there, and he's just going to thrive, thrive, thrive. Speaking about thriving, thrive fantasy though. Hold on, there we go. Thrive fantasy, right? Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today and use the promo code BELLYUP. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's move on, though, right, and go to the Panthers, who are 2-2, two and two, and the 0-4 Dan Quinn Falcons, man. I got a lot of pie on my face about Julio Jones, man. I mean, he's my he was my wide receiver number one, and I was ride or dying with that guy. Y'all know I was. SEC Alabama undefeated season, blah, blah, blah. Said it all day, every day, and now he has just let fantasy owners down. Well, it's only a quarter of the way through. So we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Maybe he does ascend and get all these touchdowns that Matt Ryan can't hit him wide open. And, okay, I'm going to stop. Over under this game is almost 55 points. Yeah, I'm sorry, right? Come on, I just, I just got like Same. <laughs> but, man, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Ryan in this game, their QBRs are almost identical at the 97.2 and 5 mark. Almost, they're just almost identical in every single aspect except for a dot where Matt Ryan is chunking this ball three more yards down the field um, than Teddy Bridgewater is just because the, the weapons that he has in this guy that blew up out of nowhere when I needed Hayden Hurst to score seven was nine points. I need Hayden Hurst to score nine points and a half point PPR lead to beat Marco. And he scored seven and a half because this kid Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, just took like seven every time Matt Ryan was on the ball. This is his kid, 20 million times. You know, this kid's on pace for like 57 catches per game. Ridiculous. I digress. And so we move on to Hayden Hurst and Ian Thomas. 
Tom's got Ian Thomas, man. I think this kid is going to score in this game. He's a tight end 38 on the year, but he's seeing some red zone work, or I'm sorry, some work outside of the red zone. And I think he should see some work in the red zone because he's running 52 routes and he's got great hands. The kid's just got the pedigree, right? And Ian, or I'm sorry, and then Hayden Hurst. The tight end 15, he's been targeted twice in the end zone. He had a dropped pass that was like for 30 yards that could have won me the game. And I'm just jaded right now. But as a fantasy analyst, I'm going to say you still got to start this kid against this defense. Obviously, you're starting Mike Davis and Todd Gurley in this. Billy, I've taken too much time. What do you think, man? Yeah, the Falcons are allowing the most points to tight ends this year. So I am looking for Ian Thomas to kind of have his breakout day. But the interesting thing for the Panthers with me is, is, is Robbie Anderson, a wide receiver one. I mean, on the team and in fantasy, he's a wide receiver nine in PPR. He's sixth in the league in receiving yards and receptions, and he's tenth in targets. And he's got ten more receptions than DJ Moore with a similar number of targets. So I mean, the, the Teddy Bridgewater's pushing the ball to Robbie Anderson, and and it's and it's working. Mike Davis is filling in well for uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's RB six over the last three games. Uh, Teddy's sixth in yards, and he's third in the NFL completion percentage at seventy three point one percent. But where are the TDs? Only four passing touchdowns on the season. Need him to kind of get the, the ball in the end zone for the Panthers. And, and I think people will start catching on to how well he's really performing down there. Uh, so Ian Thomas, we talked about him, looking for him to have a nice night. Um, inconsistency with Matt Ryan, kind of the story up and down with the Falcons. Julio's not healthy again. Ridley's a boom, then bust. I mean, come out, coming out the gate, is wide receiver one by quite a ways. He's uh, down around wide receiver 17 now. Ridley's a must start in this one. We know about Carolina's rush defense, giving up the fifth most points to running backs. They love to let running backs score. Uh, Carolina defense allowed the seven fewest points to wide receivers and the third fewest points to quarterbacks. So give me Gurley in this one. Yeah, I like Gurley too. He's like a must start right now after last week. Um, this is going to be a high scoring game. I do think the Falcons win though, because I do think they're just, they have more talent when they're all healthy and without McCaffrey. Uh, really is the wide receiver one there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Teddy has been a little bit better than I thought as far as how many yards he's got, but I'm still, I can't, I'm not there yet. So I'll just say that he doesn't suck right now and I'll stay there. But Robbie Anderson definitely doesn't suck. Um, he's the big play guy and he could be a bit boomy or busty as far as a big game or just an okay game. But I think he has a relatively safe floor because they are targeting him downfield. Uh, Tom, what do you think, man? I'm going to try and keep this as quick and condensed as I can. Robbie Anderson reminds me of Will Fuller of her previous years where it's boom or bust. You're right. It's a big play or nothing, but I'm okay with that if he's in a flex position or something like that. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, QB four last week, QB four, 27 fantasy points. I mean, dude went for 276 with two touchdowns, uh, sorry, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown did have an interception, but he's still over a 70% completion percentage. Dude's playing efficient football. Uh, and then Ian Thomas had a good week last week. Got this, uh, you know, the receiving touchdown. Like we said, Falcons are the worst team against tight ends. I'm ready for. I've been waiting for it to happen. This is the week. Ian Thomas going big. Um, and then bold prediction: the Falcons are going to go up by uh, at least 20 points and then lose the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just historically going to happen, right? I mean, you can probably say that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, that, was, that's that wasn't a bold prediction. My bad. That was not bold at all. That was the easiest prediction you could ever make with the Falcons. Tom, I mean. It's still going to happen. Right before we move on to your team, because it's a guy, it, 
in our chat that just hopped on board, Scott Davis, one of our Belly Up Bowl uh, league leaders, um, he loves the Raiders. He's a Raiders fan, you know. Um, I got to give him props on that. They're a great team, great organization. Um, but I just wanted to add, though, go SEC, right, Todd Gurley. I mean, he's on a pitch count. They wanted to save his knee is what they said, right? But every time old boy was in there, it's like scoring touchdowns. That's just what you love to see, right? The hometown guy, the narrative just works out. And he's scoring touchdowns when he's in the game. So, yeah, I agree. He's a must start. But uh, for Scott, Tom, here you go, man. Get on the Raiders. One last quick comment on the Falcons there. Marco's telling me to quit capping. Uh, I don't exactly know what that means. I'm sorry. Not <laughs> I'm not that in the hip. valley, man. Everything is wild down I'm there. Not that hip. I don't know. But what I can say is, it seems like he's upset, and it's probably because the Falcons should be one in three if they just knew the rules of football and to just jump on an onside kick. That's all it would have taken. Falcons should be, a, or excuse me, the Cowboys should be zero four. That's why he's mad. Uh, anyway, though, the next game we have up here is uh, the Raiders, Las Vegas, 2-2, two and two, going into Kansas City, 4-0. Again, this one has a little bit of that COVID uh, implication with the Patriots just playing the Chiefs. Uh, Stephon Gilmore just tested positive. So, again, likely going to play, but something to keep an eye on. Obviously, we all know who to start with the Chiefs. It's week in and week out. You're playing the same people with them. I'm sure you guys are going to touch on that. What I'm very surprised about with this game is the Raiders receivers because this is a team that has taken some guys that were eh at best. Maybe they didn't make you vomit in your mouth, but you weren't loving it. I mean, Zay Jones, Nelson Aguilar, and now we look at where they're at. Again, half-point PPR, Aguilar, the wide receiver, 61. I mean, that's, that's easily flex position right there. And then Zay Jones at the wide receiver, yeah, 85. Again, it's deeper leagues. You're getting into the flex there if you have multiple flex. I mean, these guys are crap on other teams, and now they're eh, somewhat relevant. Tom, why are you hating on Nelson Aguilar? Uh, because he can't eat. We catching these babies, unlike Nelson Aguilar. I'm hip enough for that. Man, uh, I'm sorry. I just, I just thought that was super funny because I saw that meme and I was like, man, old boys catching babies who can't catch bricks, right? So, move on, right? Uh, Casey has been playing pretty good defense um, despite everything going on right now. And yeah, the COVID implications on this game is going to be pretty huge because we saw Stephon Gilmore getting Patty Mahomes that big old hug and everything like that. So we'll have to see what everything happens about all that. But KC is only giving up 17 points essentially per game. Um, what I'm looking at in this game is going to be the workhorse on the opposite side is Josh Jacobs. Almost 50 snaps per game. He's the RB9 in PPR formats. The dude is just a ride or die. You got to like this kid um, with everything that's going on. And he's got a great story, obviously. Um, seven and a half evaded tackles, 64 route, routes ran this season. I mean, he wanted to get involved in the passing game. He is involved in the passing game. He's turning himself into that workhorse back that John Gruden's going to utilize. He's only had one red zone target right now, but that should go up, especially in this game where the Raiders are going to have to throw the ball and have to score points to keep up with these guys because their defense isn't very good. The Raiders' defense is giving up 30 points per game, eight to the running backs, and five to pass catchers. So 
just like Josh Jacobs, I'm looking at another SEC running back on the opposite side, CEH, guys. The running back 12 on the year in PPR formats, he scored 63.3 points so far, and he is – everyone who drafted early and got this guy in the third round, you're winning your leagues. You know why I know that? Because I'm winning the Fantasy and Frames League uh, right now, Hank Hill Division, because I've got Zeke, Aaron Jones, and CEH. Those are my first three picks because Belly Up Fantasy guided me to go so running back heavy between – Billy, Ryan, and Tom just grinded it into my head. So appreciate you guys for helping me do that. And let's take that championship out. Hank Hill Division, uh, watch out because those guys are coming for you. But Chris, do you sell propane and propane accessories? Uh, I do not, but I would. Uh, but I definitely use those things. I got both those things in my backyard uh, right now. So love it. Propane, propane accessories, Hank Hill, Ford trucks, go, right? <laughs> Billy, being in Iowa, though, man, I mean, you're pretty. Uh, you've uh, met with some Ford engineers. That has nothing to do with what you're about to talk about, but I thought that was pretty cool. Connections. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, this week, Kansas City and, and the Vegas Raiders. Uh, long-time rivalry. This will be a pretty fun game. Raiders are playing real good football right now, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about the – what, what I'm seeing out of the Raiders, but the Chiefs are giving up the fewest points to uh, wide receivers this year and the fifth fewest to quarterbacks. So to your point with Josh Jacobs, I'm looking for him to have a big game against the Chiefs. Uh, then the Chiefs defense that can be, uh, you know, ran on if Chris Jones is not healthy or not playing, especially on the Chiefs side of the ball. Uh, give me some Sammy Watkins in this game. I think he might have a decent game. The Raiders are letting the number two receiver score some points and, and some of the uh, other receivers get in the end zones than the number one guys on team. So, uh, I think Sammy Watkins could have a nice nice week. Yeah, I think KC's going to stomp in this game. Obviously, you go with the big three there. Jacobs, I don't like the matchup that much. But the, the weird thing is uh, Las Vegas has allowed like a top back every week. So even though I'm not usually high on CEH this week, man, you got to love it. And then how about a little shout-out to Hunter Renfro being real serviceable. I'm ready to see Edwards back, though. Uh, and Waller had a lot of drops last game. I didn't think that was the strongest performance. I expect to bounce back this week. Uh, but moving on to a game nobody really wants to talk about. Arizona and your New York Jets. Uh, over under 47.5. First off, what happened to Kyler Murray? I mean, he's still putting up serviceable fantasy stats, but what's going on with this offense? I have in my notes, poopy. That's uh, that's what I have written down, so I'm going to say it. Drake, sorry Kenyon Drake. Bye-bye, brother. If I got you, I'm trading you. I don't like you. Stop whining at me on Twitter about me getting mad at you. You're such a baby. I'm going to start calling you Kevin Durant. Uh, I expect Christian Kirk to step up. Uh, and then on my notes, I said, Jets, I hate them so much. Screw you, Gase. So I'll, I'll end with that. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Gase going to Gase, baby. Yep. Gase going to Gase. That's it. I mean, it's it's a dumpster fire within a burning wreck of a – Mustang that crashed into a crowd. It's just bad. Stay away from the Jets. Uh, I mean, you look at who's starting at quarterback. It's Joe Flacco. We talked about him earlier. The Ravens won a Super Bowl with him. They did. Uh, he came from where I currently live, Delaware. He played at UD, uh, went to the Broncos, played like crap, went to the Jets, plays like crap. It's crap. All of it's crap. But that's all there is to it. That's all I have, Chris. <laughs> So I'm a newly, well, I wouldn't say newly gay 
untruther uh, because Le'Veon Bell was my first round draft pick last year in my brain uh, league. Uh, ninth overall pick, Le'Veon Bell, come on with it. This year, he was my second round pick. Um, 1.12, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2-1. Two, two and mm, it, it hurts, right? Both these, and I'm sorry, Ryan and Tom, because in my notes, I've got Drake and Bell just because the Arizona Cardinals are the 10th worst against running backs. The New York Jets are 8th against running backs, worth worst against running backs. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen this week. And if it doesn't, I will be with you guys. But I trust the process. I'm going to go with my studs that I drafted and spent that high draft capital on. I'm starting these guys, Drake and Bell. If Bell plays, right? He's questionable. He practiced today. But both we, we all know what these guys can do, right? If opportunity arises. Drake more so because, yeah, Ryan, you're right, the whole Twitter stuff. But Bell, too, I mean, he, he's on Twitter all day, every day. Billy, uh, I was going to talk about these two running backs, but what do you think, man? Yeah, not a whole lot to add. Uh, kind of an unexciting matchup, <laughs> but uh, even though the the uh, Cardinals give up the six most points to running backs, if it's Bell, it's no go for me. And even with Flacco under center, I'm not sure I want to start any Jets, including Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he hasn't really shown us much this year anyhow. So, uh, And Kenyon Drake, I'm a Chase Edmonds guy. I look for Chase Edmonds to kind of take control of this job pretty soon. I told you at the beginning of the year I thought Kenyon Drake was fool's gold. I just really didn't feel like the uh, production there was, was real organic. So uh, not not a whole lot of excitement there for me. But uh, we can move on if you guys are finished up with that. Anything to add? Let's never talk about the Jets again. I have one quick question for you guys. Hypothetical, well, less hypothetical. Who's the next coach to be fired? Is it Adam Gase? Uh, is it Dan Quinn? Or is it anybody else? Dan, Dan, Dan. How does Gase have a job right now? So I thought have, I saw something that uh, Gase, the, the family or whatever, was like, Gase has it till the end of the season. I thought that's what I saw. That's a terrible, yeah, terrible thing to say. A terrible choice. Chris, you said Dan Quinn. Billy, that's my thing. I think Dan I think, Quinn gets hard next. I think I think Gase goes before Quinn. I just I really think the Falcons like Dan Quinn. I just don't yeah, understand like how the Falcons like him when they continue losing with their whole team like relatively healthy. It's I'm going to you know, the Calvin Rip. I'm not going to talk about it. Relatively you, know they, you know why they like him? Because he's not Adam Gase. That's why <laughs> I like him. All right, move on. <laughs> Okay, so we got the, the the Eagles coming off their first win of the season, visiting the Steelers who are playing great ball right now, over under a 45. I kind of like the under in this game. I just I could see it being uh, kind of ugly out there in, in Pennsylvania. So Wentz coming in, he's a QB 12 despite his, his struggles. Uh, so I, I'm kind of encouraged by that actually a little bit. So his completion percent, his QB rating have been on the rise each week this year. So I think he's coming along. He's got some sloppy mechanic stuff I know he's working on. I, I've, I've been seeing a lot about so. Uh, wide receivers very underwhelming, unhealthy again. Uh, is Alshon going to return? Uh, really looking like we need uh, Goddard and and Rieger to get back, but uh, both of them are minimum week seven before they return. Uh, Miles Sanders RB twenty after a tough matchup versus San Francisco, but he's four point six yards per carry uh, average gives me some hope that the production is still yet to come. Uh, coming off two pretty good games, Big Ben's quarterback twenty three, and the Eagles defense allows the ninth fewest points to quarterbacks. So. Don't necessarily like him or the Steelers passing game in this one. 
John Connor, he's running back 25, 4.6 yards per carry. So, I mean, he's doing what he's doing, but still like to see him get a little bit more work, maybe some more red zone work, get in the end zone, or kind of help him get up into that upper echelon of the RB2 where some people were drafting him. And then Juju, wide receiver 23, uh, three touchdowns of Juju. It looks to be all Juju in the red zone for the for the Steelers. And uh, Pittsburgh's allowing the 10th fewest points to quarterbacks, second fewest points to running backs, and six most to wide receivers. So, uh I'll, I'll take uh, some Eagles receivers in this one, but uh, I'm not sure who to tell you to play, but that's the matchup that makes sense against this Pittsburgh defense. Tell us, Tom. Yeah. I think Philly is going to play tough this week. Um, they really still have a shot to win that division, weirdly. Uh, so I think Miles Sanders is going to do well through the air today. I don't think he's going to be able to get much going on the ground, but because of these injuries, uh, other than Greg Ward, I don't really like any of the receivers, even – is Alshon even healthy? I don't know. No, you don't uh, but, want him anyway. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. So sign me up a little more for Connor and Juju and David Johnson and Ben. I like all four of them in this matchup. I mean, Philly's defense is no – you can't just run over them. But uh, Pittsburgh coming off of basically their bye week, I suspect that they're going to have a pretty big game. A nice rest for Connor, who has been banged up earlier in the year, and Deontay Johnson should be back as well. I, I, I think this – I don't think it's going to be high scoring, but I think Pittsburgh is going to dominate it. But I do think Philly is going to keep it tough, especially initially. But I think Pittsburgh is just better at this point. Tom, what do you think, man? So here's the thing. The teams that Pittsburgh has beat thus far, their combined record is 1-11. and Tell me who they've actually beaten. Yeah. It's nobody. They haven't beaten a relevant team. Not that their their team isn't good. I'm not trying to say that. But number one, you lost out on last week because they got shut down due to they were going to be playing the Titans. It kind of screwed up their bye week. Big Ben was saying that wasn't going to be beneficial for him. Not that it's going to kill him, but it doesn't help. So that's one factor going into this. Number two, Carson Wentz and the Eagles receivers, for some reason, play best when it's all these no-name guys. I got the names because I'm an Eagles fan. I understand who they are. I didn't last week. I had to take a week to learn it. But beside the point, Greg Ward, that's the number one guy. You should know that name from the end of last year. If you have the opportunity, I mean, he's probably at best a wide receiver too or a flex guy, but that's fine. You can pick him up. And then if you're going for a long shot, Travis Fulgham came off the Packers practice squad. Uh, He's the guy that got the, the long touchdown last week. I mean, hey, can lightning strike twice? I mean, the Pittsburgh defense is the sixth worst against wide receivers. They can stop the run. They can get to the quarterback, but they can't really stop the pass for some reason. Meanwhile, you look at the Eagles, D, they have the most sacks in the league and then a top 10 defense across the board, whether it's run, pass, whatever it might be. I don't love the Steelers in this matchup, to be honest, especially just from a fantasy perspective. They, they might win the game, but, you know, by all possibilities, but I don't see them having an easy game by any means against this Eagles defense. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with Greg Ward. I mean, this is the guy that I want in my DFS lineups. In season long, I mean, a wide receiver three is going to be really good. Flex options really going to be good. He's the wide receiver 52 on the year, scoring 36.5 points. But here's the here's the thing, man. Two red zone targets per game. That's ridiculous, right? Greg Ward Jr., get him on your teams quick. Uh, and then Philly, right? James Conner, like y'all mentioned, running back 25. If he can stay healthy, 
I'm in all day on this guy. Uh, great story. He's not so much of a Kenny G type player to me, but kind of the same, I guess, colors or if y'all ever seen Fantasia, right? That jazz stuff that goes on. I mean, it's so good, right? Speaking about jazz and sweet music like that, jazz sports book, guys. Uh, oh, there we go. Jazz sports book. Check out our, one of our newest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and available 24-7 functioning uh, and customer service, guys. Use hashtag pro, promo code BUS150. It's right there. Hashtag promo BUS150. Free play for up to $1K, $1,000 when you sign up. Go to jazzsports.ag today. Um, we're going to move on, though, to a team that I've got a lot of interest in and then another team that I have no interest in. The 3-1 Sean McVay, man crush Sean McVay Rams versus the 1-3 Washington football team embarrassment, whatever you want to call them, right? Over-under is 46 points. I'm looking at everyone on the Rams, Jared Goff, whatever running back is in there, but really Cooper Cup, little Cooper Cup and Jared Goff should have a great game. Tyler Higby as well. Um, Jared Goff right now is a quarterback 16, 108 QBR, but just an animal at 268 snaps and over 1,000 yards already, nine air yards per target, uh, or, or per attempt, I mean. Um, Adol is 1.6, so... He's hitting his receivers pretty quickly as well, and they're moving it down the field. Uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, and Cooper Cup, man. You can't really hate Cooper Cup. Three red zone targets per game, essentially. Um, and then 86 routes ran. He's the wide receiver 15. And then Tyler Higby, right? The tight end number nine in PPR formatting. Two red zone targets, 51 routes per game. Or I'm sorry, 51 routes ran and two red zone targets, essentially, per game. And on the other side, you got Antonio Gibson and Kyle Allen. Texas A&M's own Kyle Allen in that Ron Riviera-style offense that should be really exciting for Antonio Gibson. Uh, I don't want to take too much of this up because I know you guys want to talk about these uh, pretty exciting pieces for the Washington football team. Uh, Billy, you're up first. What do you think, man? No, I don't actually like this matchup a whole lot. We got an over-under of 46, and I'm going to take the under, and here's why. The Washington football team are giving up the second-fewest points to wide receivers, and the Rams are give up the sixth-fewest points to wide receivers. But, however, on the opposite side, I think Higby has a nice day. He, the uh, Washington football team giving up the fourth-most fourth points to uh, opposing tight ends. So I kind of like Higby in this one. Uh, after that, Kyle Allen, I'm not that excited about him. I mean, we saw him kind of get off to a hot start last year in Carolina, really kind of tapered off as the year went on as some people got some tape and could throw some things at him. So I'm not so sure what uh, what our expectations really are. I like a lot of uh, Antonio Gibson. I think he has a lot of receptions in this game. Uh, and I think uh, it's just going to be kind of a slow, not a lot of scoring drag out fight. Yeah, for me, honestly, um, I like this whole Kyle Allen unknown thing. I always find it really intriguing when the new quarterback comes in, uh, sign me up for a little Logan Thomas and a little Antonio Gibson for this week, just because there's a lot of unknowns here. I do think the Rams win, uh, and I do think we see a bounce-back game for Henderson. Tom, what are you looking at? 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's an ugly one. I mean, Washington, just stay away from it. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What can we expect from Kyle Allen? It's tough to say. I mean, he did okay with the Panthers last year, but it's not great. Uh, I mean, especially you bring him into a new team, guys that he doesn't really have a lot of chemistry with. I mean, hey, your backup's Alex Smith. You know, Dwayne Haskins is now third string. That's pretty atrocious. Uh, Doesn't (laughs) speak well to that franchise. Um, I mean, the Rams, I don't know what to think of running back for this team. I don't know about you guys, but you have Henderson – Half-point PPR is RB27, and then Brown is RB31. I mean, I almost wish one of them could just get the majority of touches and take over for the team, but I don't know who it's going to be. It's, it seems a little unclear. Yeah, dudes. I, I think it's going to be Henderson this week, though. Yeah, Fair enough. About it. I like all three of these guys. I mean, they're all three talented. When they get the opportunity they produce, it's just kind of a – a mix. It's, it's it's a Patriot situation all over again right now. Yeah. Well, next game we got up here, guys. Uh, Miami one and three headed into San Fran two and two. Uh, I mean, obviously San Fran. You got the question of who's going to be healthy. Um, Kittle, obviously a monster, but are we going to see Garoppolo? He's still questionable. Likely to see him though. Um, but even if he doesn't start. I mean, are we going to see Mullins or is he getting benched again like he did at the end of last week's game? Um, and then, you know, as far as uh, Miami goes, I mean, Gasecki, monster. Uh, I don't trust Fitzpatrick if he does start, though. Like, I I, I, I would play Gasecki regardless, but if Fitzpatrick's the one starting, I'm not going to play him. If two is starting, I don't know if we can play him, but if he's available in your league – I think this is the time to pick him up if you want to hold him on your bench. You're getting really close, I think, to Tua time. And if you really want to take a flyer on it and have him ready to go, if he's there, pick him up now. Yeah, I mean, Tua should be on a lot of rosters right now, especially, I mean, no brainer in dynasty, but redrafts as well, or super flexes, right? Um, with everything that's going on with COVID and everything like that, you got to have at least – four or five maybe quarterbacks right on your super flex links. But, man, I uh, I put it in the chat earlier. My pick right now for Miami is Ryan's man crush. I mean, Mike Gusecki. Um, San Francisco 49ers have been really stout right now uh, in their defensive mindset, right? They're not allowing a lot of touchdowns either way, but what they are allowing are a lot of yards. And 256 air yards per game two receivers slash slot receivers, and 31.8 fantasy points, essentially two slot receivers, 
and they rank 22nd work the 22nd worst against the slot. Gasecki is the slot receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Everyone knows it. He's a big body dude that just rolls on people. Um 38 snaps per game, the tight end 12 on the year. So if you listen to Ryan and you waited on tight end, you scored with this guy. Yeah, he hasn't produced a lot um, recently, but, well, I'm sorry, like two weeks ago, but he's going to come around and it's going to be really good. I got him in the belly at bowl and I'm rolling with him. Uh, he has six red zone targets. That's ridiculous. I mean, for a tight end, the dude is Ryan Fitzpatrick's choice, right? And then on the opposing side, the Miami Dolphins are not very good against the run. So all these running backs are going to eat whoever it's going to be. I'm going to go with Jared McKinn right now just because he's a running back 10. I'm going to give a, a shout-out to uh, one of my wife, her friend, Courtney Spawn, running back 10, Jared McKinnon. She was a truther of this guy, and so good on you, Courtney. You creating is ridiculous. You were correct on him. Um, Billy, what do you think, man? Yeah, so I'm actually a little bit down on uh, Gusecki for this matchup just because the, the Niners have given up the third no. tight end. <laughs> Gusecki in the slot, we'll, we'll see how that matchup goes on. But Miami's only given up the, the eighth fewest points of tight ends too, so it may not be that great of a matchup for Kittle, who I think Kittle's matchup-proof regardless. But uh, San Francisco coming in the fewest points to running backs allowed in the league, so no Gaskin for me, even though his, he has some impressive receiving numbers out of the backfield. They're allowing the fifth most points to wide receivers, so give me some Parker and Preston Williams. Uh, you know, they have great opportunity this week. Uh, Kittle, you're always starting. And uh, Debo, I'm hoping for Jimmy GD at back. Uh, or Debo, I really like Debo. Just hoping uh, for the quarterback situation to get better. But uh, no Jimmy G. Give me the Iowa boy. C.J. Beathard came in and played played great. Miami's allowing the six most points to, to quarterbacks. And he was 14 out of 19, a buck 38. He came in with under six minutes to play. Of course, Jarek McKinnon kind of taking that job and running with it at RB10, like you said, Chris. So, uh, you know, a lot of intrigue there. This could be a pretty fun game, actually. The Dolphins are a little more entertaining than we give them credit for. Yeah, I'm projecting a Gusecki score because that tight end uh, stat doesn't concern me as much because I almost don't look at him as a tight end anymore. He's more like the slot receiver. So I I, I tend to be aware of that when I'm looking at tight end rankings as far as Gusecki goes. Um, I do think Gaskin is a big game, but not on the ground. It's going to be through the air. Uh, I think Fitzmagic is, knows his job is on the line, and he's just going to go crazy Brett Farr style and just start launching it all over the field. So, yeah, obviously uh, Parker and Preston Williams is what I'd like to see as well. I want some Debo. I almost don't care who the quarterback is because outside Kittle, who else are they going to throw to? Um, a little bit is, – is Mostert coming back this week? I've heard rumors about it. I've heard nothing confirmed. So I'm avoiding him outside Kittle. Uh, but I'm really into Jaseki this week, even though technically on paper, San Fran matchup for a tight end is not so great. Uh, but now we're moving on to two NFC East teams. Who wants to talk about that? This game is going to be high scoring, guys. Now, it might be a blowout or it might be a little bit closer, but this game is going to be high scoring either way. Uh, I'm actually all over a Daniel Jones DFS uh, with a Slayton and Ingram stack, just because Dallas is letting everybody score so many points. I also want a lot of exposure to Dallas. Uh, Cooper has been the guy that seems to be the most consistent receiver of the three, but the target share Lamb got last week, it's like they're trying to force him the ball. 
And I don't quite get that when I think he's the third best receiver on their team. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bum at all, but Cooper to me is still the alpha and Gallup just gets slept on so hard. It's so bad. Uh, Tom, what are you looking at? I know you'll have some interesting things to say about this game, but I'm loving this game for FanDuel and DraftKings as far as high scoring. 54, the over-under, I'll go over. So what I will say is Dak might put up yards, but he's probably still going to manage to lose the game. Sorry, Marco, I had to say that to you. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, on a real note, though, the Giants, oddly enough, don't allow points to the quarterback or the receiver. I mean, so far this year, they're the 28th ranked, uh, or excuse me, like 28th ranked as far as uh, you know points allowed for quarterbacks, only 16.7 a game, and 26th for uh, excuse me for tight ends, uh, five points. Still only 13th for receivers though, at 24.7 points allowed. So they're not really allowing a ton of air yardage out there, and a lot of scoring for you know opposing passing. So I almost. Not that I would full pass on Dak, but I, if you have somebody that's comparable for a first round, yeah, or excuse me, for a QB1, I might play them over Dak uh, if you have somebody that's borderline QB1. Um, I mean, beyond that, you know, the Giants, I mean, Dak, he is a good quarterback. Uh, he, they're going to put up some yardage. They're going to put up some points. They're going to figure it out one way or the other, whether it's him or Zeke. So I do like Slayton. Uh, you know, I do like the Giants' passing game in this one. Yeah, uh, yes, I will honor our bet. I don't have my wallet at the moment, but I will honor our $10 bet. You're right. You won. Congratulations. I owe St. Jude's $10. Highest score in our league, actually, this week, Marco Ayala. Ryan will get to that here in a little bit. Uh, man, Marco is just collecting everything, man. He beat me in our fr- in our fraternity league. Uh, highest scoring in our belly up bowl league. Uh, gotta love a guy that who watches our show religiously and comments. Uh, taking it down, right? Um, his insight is great. And now we're going to talk about his Dallas Cowboys, who are unfortunately one in three, but that doesn't mean very much right now. Uh, it's early in the season. Everything can turn around, right? They just have to start clicking. That offensive line just has to get that juice together because essentially no preseason games. Everything's just so crazy right now. This game, like you guys said, is going to be so high scoring. I want everything to do with this game in DFS. The Cowboys are allowing 37 points per game, essentially. Giants, 24. I want everything to do with big play Slay and C.D. Lamb. I'll start with Darius Slayton, though, man. The wide receiver, 25. Anyone who watches show or followed Ryan Hicks from the beginning, he has been a Slayton truther. Where you drafted Slayton, where I drafted Slayton was my wide receiver three in a three-man or a three-wide receiver league. In like the 13th or 14th round, he is paying huge dividends for me right now. And I'm undefeated in this league uh, 4-0 right now because I also listened to Marco and went with the Cowboys. Uh, this guy's been a Cowboys fan for life. He doesn't fade for want of wearers or anything like that. So C.D. Lamb for me on the other side is going to be the guy. He's the wide receiver 17 right, near, right now. He will win rookie offensive player of the year. Put it in the books. We said it right here. Uh, week five, C.D. Lamb, rookie offensive player of the year. The kid has got 60 or sixty snaps per game, three red zone targets already, and seven targets per game. He's going to score twice last week. He's going to score twice again this week. Just keep it building. 
Uh, I want CD Lamb to do it all day, every day, because I'm playing against, in my own couples league, uh, Ashley, who is another also almost undefeated team, but not so much. Uh, but she's one of the highest scorers, and I need CD and Dak to just go off on them. So, yes, Marco, CD will go off. Billy, I see in your show notes you have a little bit to add, man. Yeah, so coming in, the, the Giants have allowed the six fewest points to quarterbacks and the ninth fewest points to tight ends. But I honestly don't think that matters a lot in this game. It's an NFC East showdown. These games are always high scoring. The teams know each other so well, come on with the game plan. I do think this is a game where Zeke finally kind of puts a stamp on a game. Dallas has kind of been uh, throwing, 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 and it's not proved to do real well for them. I look for them to kind of settle into the run and make the Giants work for it a little bit. So I really like uh, I really like uh, Evan Ingram this week um, against uh, Dallas' defense. They're allowing the fifth most points to tight ends. And I'm going to stay away from Schultz on the opposite side uh, if I had to avoid somebody in this game just because the Giants have played pretty well against the tight end position. Uh, give me all the Slayton. He's a start this week. Got to have him in your lineup. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, you will be after this week. He's going to put on a show in this ball game. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to sling it. If you're you got a quarterback situation, COVID banged up bye week, uh, snag Daniel Jones. Find a way to scoop him up this week. He, he's going to win you a week this week, in my opinion. Have you guys got anything else to add there? All right, we'll keep it moving then. Here we got the Denver Broncos visiting the the Cam Newtonless Patriots. Over under a 48 and a half. I actually kind of like the under on this game, uh, just kind of in a funny way, the way they held the Chiefs down last week. I think the the Patriots are kind of shaping up to have a lot of these ugly kind of wins. Um, I like Rippon. He, play, he, he played really well last week. Uh, I'm not sure I want to start him, especially this week. But with no Gilmore, it gives you a little bit of hope that the Patriots' secondary could be had a little bit, just without that number one lockdown uh, corner. No Fant. Melvin Gordon's the RB11 coming in just ahead of CEH. So he's paying huge dividends uh, based on his ADP and where I picked him up in the fourth, fifth round in some drafts uh, with everybody thinking the Philip Lindsay uh, market share would, would hold him down. So uh, New England allows the eighth fewest points per game to running back, so it's not a, a very attractive matchup. But no Gilmore uh, makes Jerry Judy an, an attractive option. And maybe Tim Patrick as well in a flex spot if you're in trouble and got some injuries, bye week concerns, whatever you might have. Um Patriots running back situation, still a situation, and they're all good. So, you know, if you have a guy uh, and you're plugging them in, you're, you're flipping a coin and hoping for the luck of the draw a little bit with the play calling and the opportunities that matter, uh, and, and really some game script things there too. I'm starting Edelman, and I'm starting Nikhil Harry, Denver's the seventh worst uh, defense against wide receiver, and pro- possibly Demier Bird, uh, depending on your team and your situation. So uh, there's a lot of guys to play in this game, maybe not very exciting, but there's some fantasy points to find. Yeah, uh, the Stephon Gilmore being out thing makes me very intrigued with Tim Patrick. That guy's been getting crazy target share. Um, Gordon, Lindsey, with the potential to be back, I think just it will definitely take a small chunk out of Gordon. But, I mean, obviously he's looking – he's been scoring, and that's a big thing. Uh, Damian Harris, that guy had 100 yards. I mean, the potential's there for him to be. But the problem with him is James White looked good last week too. He had a lot of catches. He's going to give you maybe a little bit of a safer floor with the PPR. Um, but this game, I'm also with you, Billy. I feel like it's going to be the under as well. I thought Rippian was pretty good as well, but it's just – can I get excited about him? Do I get excited about Denver at all? Not so much. And New England without Cam and without Gilmore. I'm just not excited about this game as a whole. Tom, what are you thinking? When is it Stidham time? 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I thought as soon as the cam time ended, which we talked about happening, it didn't happen. You know, I didn't think it'd be COVID that took him down. I thought it was going to be an ACL or some other soft tissue injury because that's what cam does. But it's COVID, unfortunately. I hate to see it. But, uh, I mean, RIP KJ Hamler, RIP Cortland Sutton, RIP Noah Fant, RIP Drew Locke. Do we need to continue down the injuries list for this Broncos team? I mean, the good news is, like you said, uh, you know, Ripian didn't look terrible last week. So uh, I do like losing your number one corner for New England, playing Judy and Patrick this week. Those guys are still studs. Uh, and, you you know, you have a good running game in uh, Denver to back up that passing game. And if you can plan around it, hey, why not? I think those guys are going to get enough targets to make it worthwhile to play them. You're muted, Chris. <laughs> man, see, I love you guys. You always catch me when I'm messing yeah, around. Tim Patrick, man, he's my guy on the uh, Denver side. And then Demir Bird, like Billy mentioned, I think, I mean, every time I watch, or like, every time I watch, I'm sorry, while I was watching this game, every time I looked up, <laughs> it seemed that Demir Bird was just getting the ball thrown to him. It was like, who is this cat, right? So, I looked up his stats. I mean, he's only the wide receiver 64 on the year on PPR format, but he's getting almost six targets per game and close to 18% opportunity share. So they're utilizing this kid and 70, almost 65 uh, snaps per game. That's not a tout out, right? So Demir Bird, Tim Patrick is what I want to say that I would probably prop, that they would probably score at least once or twice. I I would say at least prop once uh, that they would score during this game. So moving on though, right? I hope, hope none of y'all have anything to add to that because I was just going to move into that really slyly. So prop me though, right? Prop me is a new innovative, a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. Makes betting from person to person easier than ever. So download the app and join the fun at propmellc.com. Y'all can see it right down there. Propmellc.com. You can literally prop anything if you're going to. Make an island on a beer pong shot, bounce a beer pong shot, make a chip in, or shot in a beer in under three seconds. You can do it on Prop Me and win some money with your friends by just shuffling it around. So, a game that I am really excited about, weirdly, right, is the three and one Colts versus the three and one Browns. The over under on this is about 47 and a half, so it's not that crazy, but. I just want to see this game play out. 
Um, not really for Philip Rivers or Baker, but for JTT, my God, JTT, Jonathan Taylor touchdown, and then Kareem Hunt. Uh, Tom, you've been here since the inception with me. We've ran, this is probably close to our 30th show together, man. I love you. And you've seen everything I'm talking about, Kareem Hunt behind the scenes. I love me some Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt lover up there. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, but also Jonathan Taylor Thomas touchdown. So not saying anything good about the injury to Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt is a top five running back in any sort of team, excluding the Browns, because of the timeshare, right? Now he gets the ultimately big bulk of the timeshare, and he's going to ascend. The big dude one. is the, – he's – I mean, he's one of the best. Um 19 abated tackles, close to a 33% juke rating. The dude scores in the red zone because they targeted him in the red zone. Um, I'm starting Kareem Hunt all day, every day. I'm starting Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He's the running back 16. Kareem Hunt is the running back 7 in PPR formats, guys. The running back 7. When you drafted him in the fifth round, you were not expecting this, but we did. And I'll just move on to Mo Ali Cox, man, the tight end for the Colts. The dude is the dude is like Dave, or he's like Goliath. He's biblical, right? The dude is like six twenty, and he's out there half the time, so almost eleven percent, almost eleven percent of the target share. But he's getting targeted in the red zone. He's a tight end fourteen. The tight end fourteen. We got to think about Jack Doyle and Trey Burton that are also on that team. Mo Ali Cox, start him up, fire him up. Uh, Billy, I mean, I don't think the Browns are for real, but what do you think? You know, t- just to touch on your point with Mo Ali Cox, I kind of see he's dominating in practice right now for the Colts, so I'm not too worried about the other tight ends on the roster. Kind of excited about his emergence. I mean, we've always seen some good tight end production with Phillip Rivers. So if you're looking for a tight end and shopping around, some of these guys, Ronnie and those guys are gone. Scoop up Mo Ali Cox. He's, he really is. Uh, he really is playing well right now. But this game for me are the Browns for real. You know, the three and one kind of quietly. You, you know, kind of feels like the same old Browns. And then suddenly you look at the record and whoa, it's not the same old Browns. Had a kind of explosion last week against the Cowboys. Even held off a late comeback attempt. So uh, showing some resiliency there. Uh, and OBJ, I mean, really out of the gate, looking good. But uh, are they for real? For real, we'll find out. The Colts' defense is number two overall, and they're number one against the pass and scoring. So having no Chubb. I'm not sure that's that's not a problem for them. I love Kareem Hunt. Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's top five back given the opportunity. But he is nursing a groin injury that kind of held him out of some practices last week and was a bit of a concern last week. So Dearness Johnson, uh, 13 carries last week in relief for Nick Chubb, and he played well. So I'm curious to see what that carry mix will be in that backfield. He definitely earned some work. And, and just a, a looking at things a little more in depth, that's a good running back, you guys. This guy is not – uh, every every team does not have this guy as their RB3 hanging out, waiting for uh, some carries at the end of a game in garbage time. This guy can play ball. So I do expect him to get some playing time and kind of curious to see how that works out, especially if Kareem Hunt is uh, a little more banged up than we know. Uh, this week, I think Jonathan Taylor touchdowns in full effect. Antonio Gibson and Pollard both scored the last two weeks against Cleveland, and Hines could fill a, a, a COVID hole or a bye week situation you might have as they, they allowed Zeke to have eight catches for 71 yards last year, so definitely susceptible to the receiving game out of the backfield. And uh, Cleveland's the third worst against the wide receiver, so I think we finally have a T.Y. Hilton, Hilton sighting. I think he's going to have a big game. Uh, recently when he saw him, he had seven catches for a buck fifty. so 
I think T.Y. Hilton gets it going in a big way. So if you have T.Y. Hilton, you've been waiting on him and you're struggling and don't want to trust him, try him out this week. See if he pays you back. Yeah, I'm not expecting a, a duplicate performance from OBJ, who just crushed me in my home league last week. That bum. He crushed everybody. I hate him. I hate him a lot. I think he's full of poop, and people poop on him too, so it's weird. He uh, loved it. He loved exactly. it. Exactly. I'm with. I just want to reiterate the Dernis Johnson thing. Billy said. I think this guy's pretty good, and I am concerned about the load with Hunt when he's already dealing. He's nursing an injury. Um, I, I think Jarvis Landry finally has the game we've been expecting because I do think there's going to be an overcompensation on OBJ. So uh, also Zach Pascal, that guy looked pretty solid last week uh, and I wasn't seeing much else out of the receivers, uh, but obviously Taylor and Allie Cox, I think they're must starts. Tom, what are, you, what are you looking at? So when it comes to Cleveland, I'm literally not going to play anybody if I can avoid it. Even Hunt, okay. if, if I have an option to not play Kareem Hunt or, like, move – if he's my flex. You got great backs. My God. <laughs> this way, I mean, look at that indie defense. They're studs. Darius Leonard, man. Worst against the quarterback. Uh, excuse me, third worst against running backs. Worst against tight ends. You know – What's that? Uh, eighth against receivers, like as far as you know, fewest points scored. Like it is terrible, terrible. Avoid anybody on Cleveland that you can at all costs. That's my my biggest thing here. I mean, indeed, if I really had to bet, it's going to be the passing game, and it it's going to be short passes because Philip Rivers. We've told him once, told him again. Ugh, <laughs> But Cleveland third against the quarterbacks. They they, they allow the third most points um, and third most for receivers. So, I mean, anybody you have on the you know at quarterback receiver for uh, for Indy, play them. Don't play anybody, anybody from Cleveland if you can avoid it. But I believe that moves us into our next game. Is that correct, gentlemen? That is correct. So, uh, Minnesota one and three going into Seattle four and zero oh in uh, in Seattle here. So, um, over under on this one uh, is oh sorry, it just went away fifty eight. Over, you, you got to smash the over, right? <laughs> yes, smash the over on it, right? I mean, hey, it's Seattle; they're going to score big. Uh, I mean, when you look at these defenses, Minnesota gives up the fourth most points against receivers. So, I'm starting. Any Seattle receiver I have, you know, whether it's Chark, whether it's Lockett, uh, excuse me, not Chark, uh, DK, um, whether it's Lockett, whether it's Moore, any of them, you play them, you play them. Um, Seattle, on the other hand, second most points allowed against quarterbacks, first most against wide receivers. Maybe we'll finally see a pretty decent game from Cousins. Uh, I wouldn't bet on that one necessarily you know if you really need somebody he could play but uh justin jefferson's the guy i'm going to look out for here obviously you're going to play Thielen, but justin jefferson that's your man that's your man this game um i will say i'd fade cook uh seattle 28th uh you know points against running backs here that defense is stout against the run they're not letting it up they're not they're stingy to say the least. So I would fade Dalvin Cook here if possible, even wherever you drafted him. 
Chris? Man, Tom, I mean, you triggered me the entire time. I Whatever my notes say, I don't care because you triggered me, man. You're talking about everybody that's all SEC. I'm just, oh, you know, talking about DK Metcalf, talking about Justin Sorry, Jones. guys, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, just, I'm going off right now, right? Go LSU. Go <laughs> Everyone just hit the X, SEC. close out. It just means so much more to us at Belly Up Fantasy, right? Justin Jefferson, man, the wide receiver 21, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver 8. These guys are getting targeted all day, every day, 7-5 and five in the red zone all day, every day. These teams are just giving up points to wide receivers. And Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, yeah, you're starting them no matter what, but they're guys, they're counterparts. DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, my God, right? Justin Jefferson, 100 yards, two weeks in a row. And DK Metcalf, he had that he had that boneheaded move. Pete Carroll's not going to let that slide, and neither will DK because the dude just knows that football means so much more to him, right, Tom? We've had so many weeks together. Oh. How many times have I said that? I don't care if you're getting sick about it because Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf are the guys. Chris, Billy, I'm going to I'm I'm table it, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm going to let Billy take it over. Yeah, just. Jefferson definitely a guy you have to start. Uh, I mean, this guy is incredible. Maybe a little bit slow out the gate, but once he came on, he came on in a big way. I mean, this is a fantasy matchup made in heaven. And what's funny is a true sign of the times. We're talking about the Vikings and the Seahawks, and we're talking about offense and very poor defense. So that's kind of a flip flop on uh, you know what we might associate these teams with. So Seattle coming in. Second most points to quarterbacks, fifth most points to wide receivers, but yet the fifth fewest to running backs. So definitely favors the passing game. But, you know, Dalvin Cook, matchup proof, I don't care who he plays. He could play the top two greatest defenses at the same week. I don't care. I'm starting the guy. I love Dalvin Cook. Minnesota is allowing the fifth most points to wide receivers. This is going to be just an absolute shootout, tons of fantasy points. Start them all. And then Justin Jefferson is going to be incredible this week. He just continues to grow. He's moving inside and outside, and Seattle just – does not they just completely ignore the slot receiver so Justin Jefferson could have a huge week however you know Thielen's kind of he's getting all the touchdowns right now so need Jefferson to do a little bit more when they get down you know inside the 20 need him to get a little bit more work to kind of take that next step to really show the production that he's having but uh, nonetheless coming on and coming on strong way way out producing Adam Thielen in the yardage category though yeah, I mean, I look at my notes and I have every single skill position listed as a play this week. It's pretty crazy. This is an awesome game to get exposure to. Uh, I also love Cook just because of what he can do in the past game too. And I think a lot of times Seattle's just laying the hammer on a team. They can't run. They're not able to because they're getting blitzed and blown out. So, um, I mean, I'm not dogging the run, D, but I think Cook is a must-play in this high-scoring game because he can be utilized in the past game so much. Uh, same with Carson. I mean, you, we, we always talk about we're worried about his health, but my gosh, the guy didn't miss a game. He didn't miss a game after that dirty, devilish, bullcrap tackle from that Dallas DT. Ugh. Marco, call your boys out, man. They're terrible. They that are terrible. Really bad. That was real bad. Yeah. Taco, whatever his name is. Taco should get, Kai should address oh, that I thought, later. I thought we were talking about a different taco. Yeah, that's just what I said. Kai's got to Our taco is fine. Our taco is the best taco. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's Taco Tuesday yesterday. Uh, also, what the hell? Irv Smith is nothing right now. He has six targets, two catches, and 14 yards on the year, not in a game, on the year. Uh, none of us expected him to be this irrelevant. 
I don't like it one bit. Rudolph has turned into the end zone threat that he always seems to be. So I'll get more exposure to him than Irv Smith. But my gosh, load up on this game. You could do a double stack on this game and probably play some uh, daily fantasy. Y'all got anything else to add? This is going to be a high-scoring game. Slash, smash the over. Nothing else? All right. So we're moving on to, to our last game. Uh, we have the Chargers at 1-3 and three versus the Saints at 2-2. Two and two. And This is a 51-point over-under. And I'm real iffy on that. I'm not sure I want to make a statement one side or the other because, A, is Mike Williams going to play? Uh, I think that is a big deal. And we haven't seen really a fully healthy offense for the Chargers. Williams has missed time. Uh, now Eckler's out. This is kind of – you want to give Herbert more weapons when you're that young so he can be successful. But Keenan Allen looks like he's coming back. I'm seeing uh, Hunter Henry might be having a big game just because he's going to basically turn into the wide receiver too. Who's this Gutan guy? I'm not really sure. I mean, he had a big game, but I think that's because nobody knew who he was. I mean, I'm not even sure they knew he played for their team, so they didn't prep for him. Uh, as far as far as New Orleans, bring me back MT. My exposure to that guy has never been higher. I think he's going to be playing. I love the Saints offense with MT. It just opens up the whole entire offense. Kamara's obviously a must-play because it just it doesn't matter if they're good against the run. It doesn't matter if they're good against the pass. He'll take advantage of whatever their weaknesses. Um this game, I don't. I just don't know if they're going to be scoring a lot or if they're going to be moving up and down the field. But I want some exposure to it. But neither one of these defenses are chumps, and I do think it's going to be tough to score a ton of points, even though these offenses might be dealing. Justin Herbert is the real deal. Uh, what do you think about it, Tom? I'm taking the under. I hate to say that. I don't like it. I hate taking the under. It's the worst. Are you going to smash it? No, because I don't want to smash the under. That just makes me feel bad. <laughs> Makes me it makes me sad. Uh, no, I mean you look at these defenses. Like you said, it's neither one's great, but uh, they're not bad either. Um, I mean the Chargers twenty seventh most points, uh, you know, out for receivers. So they don't allow a lot of passing game for the you know for wide receivers. So even with Michael Thomas, it makes me a little scared to to play him. I mean it's you look at the defensive backs there. I mean. Desmond King, Casey Hayward, Nasir Hatterley, yeah, young but very good safety. It's not like they have a bad squad over there in, in L.A. Um, meanwhile, you look at the other side, New Orleans, second most points allowed for tight ends. Hunter Henry's about to snap. Uh, seventh most for running back, so who that's going to be is uh, a little more questionable, obviously. But it sounds like Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson – whoever gets the bulk of touches is probably going to have a pretty decent game. I just don't know who it's going to be yet. Uh, I don't know if you guys have more insight on that, but what I will say is wide receiver though, 25th most points allowed for new Orleans. So I, again, a good secondary, not a great front seven as far as actual, you know, scoring goes. So um, I, I might not, if I can avoid Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you know, guys like that, I'd probably avoid it for the week if you can. That's fair, man. I mean, Billy, it's like we're in a poker room, right? Because you're the Iowa guy, you're the tight end guy. But I mean, it ended up me. If obviously you saw my show notes, I'm talking about two tight ends right now, and one being Hunter Henry. I mean, he's a tight end 13 on the year so far. He's a big part of this offense. New Orleans. 
is letting 23.8 fantasy points to the tight end. They're the second worst against tight end. So you got to start Tunner Henry. He's the dude. Uh, like Tom mentioned, he's not just a tight end. He's like their wide receiver too. So you're going to flex him. You're going to start him. If Jared Cook plays on the opposing side, I'm looking for Jared Cook to have one of his Jared Cook type games where, you know, him, Sammy Watkins, these guys fall on the set. Will Fuller uh, up until this year because Will Fuller's my man right now in the in everything because he's so healthy. Knock on wood. Uh, knock on wood if you're with me. But Jared Cook, Sammy Watkins, right? They kind of fall in that same category where if they're healthy, you're going to start them and hope that they're going to get you the good game. This is the game that you're waiting for for Jared Cook against the Los Angeles Chargers um, who are depleted on that defensive side. I mean, geez, it's just a bad story on that defense. Um, don't need to get into it. Just so bad because they're big name guys are just so out. So Jared Cook and Hunter Henry are just my guys. Uh, Billy, what do you think, man? Yeah, this matchup, both top 10 matchups for the quarterbacks, top 10 matchups for the tight ends. And uh, New Orleans is the eighth best against wide receivers. And the Chargers secondary, Tom talked about that. So I'm uh, not looking for a ton of that. I like the tight ends, the passing game, but I still like the under in this game. I just feel like uh, these two teams are going to struggle a little bit doing what they do best. So uh, with the Chargers allowing the six fewest points to running backs, don't be fooled by Latavius Murray's week last week. He's still going to have plug-and-play ability, uh, you know, in a week-to-week basis, but maybe not a 20-point outing where he's going to score and get as much quality work as he did last week just based on the matchup. So uh, if you're playing him because of last week, just know uh, temper expectations a little bit there. So uh, that's all I got for that one, guys. Not a real not a real exciting game, really, but uh, definitely starting Hunter Henry. He'll be in my starting uh, my stardom uh, column tomorrow. So look forward to that. Heck yeah, Billy. I mean, you and Ryan both have had great columns, great articles that are coming out. But also this belly at Bull, Ryan, uh, I know we got to go pretty soon because we have things to do, things to watch, uh, and things that are happening on in the world right now. But, I mean, trophy smack, right? You're going to smack around your friends. You're going to get a trophy at the end of the year. Trophy smack, right? Um, let me pull up my live read. I'm sorry. Commemorate your league winner in the best possible way, guys. At Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, and rings with free engraving and shipping. And now, shoot, get a free ring with your purchase of a trophy or a belt if you use the promo code hashtag belly up right there. Trophy Smack promo code hashtag belly up. It, it's and they're really nice guys, and they're relatively cheap. They're like a hundred bucks. You get a trophy and a ring for your league. Go ahead and do it. Use our promo code. Get the uh, get the free shipping as well. But that also leads me into I'm going to talk about it one more time. Right, our Belly Up Fantasy Live giveaway, guys. Uh, before we go into the Belly Up Bowl, if you can read down the comments, everyone that's there, go on to Spotify, subscribe to our show, leave us a comment, listen to this uh, episode that debuts tomorrow. And we're running a little contest um, throughout the month. Whoever leaves us a comment, we'll leave it into a uh, – or we'll put it into, like, a little hat. We'll draw the name out at the end. And you will get a Manscaped box with the Lawnmower 3.0 for free. We'll ship it to you. Um, you can even just – you can just talk to Billy if you want, man, because he'll just do it for you. Uh, great guy. Oh, there it is. Look, there's the carrying case. 
Uh, I switched mine out to that carrying case. It's nice. It's leather. It is dope. Uh, I love that carrying case. Dude, it's so cool. There's a lawnmower 3.0 uh, with the light. That is just, the, the light. Flashlight, right, man. Fancy, bro. It's a game changer. Right. Dude. Yeah. I mean, we got all this Ridiculous. And my wife loves it, and I love it even more because I'm like, ooh. All the like Tom catting around, if you would, if you you know. Well, we'll get off of this subject, guys. Y'all don't want to hear about this. We're gonna move on though to what do. we're uh, we're rolling with though. You know, the the Saint Jude Belly Up Bowl. I mean, everyone is some of the people that have been in our chat right now uh, who have watched us from the beginning are leading divisions in this huge tournament. We're talking twelve divisions with twelve people. $1,200 to the winner and a trophy snack trophy. Ryan, kick us off, man. Let everyone know who's leading their divisions, who is going to get into the playoffs and all this because I'm so far away from the playoffs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm right there with you, brother, but it's a long season. Uh, and A.J. Brown's back, baby. But uh, for me right now, I'm just going to go through who the division leader is and who the weekly high score was, just to throw out some props to the guys that kicked ass this week and that have been doing it all year long. So in Jamarcus Russell, we have at Chairman Fantasy. This guy's been in first place for most of the year. He's got 535.5 points. He's 3-1. and one. Uh, His team name is the Fantasy Chairman. For the weekly score, we got Dak Attack 956. That's Marco. It totally is. Marco with 140.22 points to lead the Jamarcus Russell division. Way to go, Marco. Uh, then we'll Ain't move on beat, to Marco. Hell yeah, man. And we'll move on to Kajana Carter. We got Good Time Junkie, who That's is. Michael Lowe. That's one of my boys. Let me tell you, this guy is the leading scorer in all divisions. He has uh, he's four and zero, and he has six hundred and four point three points. The only team to be over six hundred. Uh, the weekly high score was also good time junkie with a one sixty seven twenty eight. Then we move on. Only up fantasy followers since the beginning. Yes. Hey man, we got some a lot of shout outs from guys that are involved with us or guys that watch the show. Next up, Lawrence Phillips. We got Raider Nation seventy nine. That's Scott. That's Scott. So we're at, our chat. We're at, our guy. Yep. We're at three and one, and he has a 542-92 total score. And then the weekly top score is my cousin Kerry, Rough Riders, with a 156-98. Then we move on to Money Manzel, Pinto's division. We got Garrick James in first with a 4-0 record and a 538.3. And then a weekly uh, Space Monkeys, Inc., a 171.96. That is good enough to get high score most weeks, but this week we had a really high score. Uh, so well done there. Uh, Robert Aguayo, we got Orlando P., the other guys, a, a buddy of mine from another uh, league. I got him into this. He has a 4-0 with a 478.58 uh, point score. That's one of the lowest leading division point scores. It's because he's undefeated. The matchups are looking good for him. And then weekly, Sin City Heat, shout out from my other league as well. Team name, Fat Bastard, love it. He had a 138-48. Uh, we moved to Ryan Leaf, J.P. Segura with a 4-0 record and a 442.52 total score. Another one of those lower first. When you're undefeated, guys, you make the playoffs. That's just the way it goes. And then weekly, we have Jim Stone Burner with a 154.9. Then we'll move on to the boss. We've got Matty Leo, our brother from across the ocean. Uh, he's gonna he's 4-0, and he's got 533.14 points. 
And then with weekly, we got another cousin of mine, TB2 Smooth, with a 164.38. Belly up, shout out right there. Tim Wait, Couch. Ryan, real quick. Tristan, DFS specialist, Dude. all elite in the league. And then our guy, Billy, Ryder Bowl guy, Matt Leonard, is leading the division undefeated right now. Yeah. Shout yeah, out to those guys. I mean, they grind hard. So They do. And they're up all night watching football because they're six hours ahead of us. Dude. I mean, those guys are champs, man. man. That guy is unbelievable. Yeah. If y'all don't know Great. who he is, go look him Great up. Let's get into football. Go over there for the – any pro tip to anybody out there, if you have the opportunity to go see any NFL game in England, go. Greatest experience of your life. Guaranteed. All right. Well, we're moving on to Skin Couch. We almost made it through. Now, this guy's username is YI094463 with the, the uh, team name Fresh Prince of Hell Air. He is 4 0 with a 527 point, or excuse me, 535.7 points. And then weekly, we got Slim Suckin' Hans with a 165.62. Nicely done. Tim Tebow, my division's leader, Smoke Wagons, team named Smoke Wagons. He's 4-0 with a 527.16. And then weekly, we have at Mafia Affiliated, the Ballin' Experience with a 160.38. That dude's scoring a lot. Uh, Tony Mandarich, Steph Lynn. She is the second highest scorer of all divisions. She is 4-0 with a 598.82 total score, just outside that 600 threshold. Uh, weekly, she also led the league with a 159.9. Uh, now moving on to Trent Richardson, we got at Video Game, who's 4-0 with a 527.82 total score. Weekly, the weekly high scorer, Ed Wink, with a 183.34 this week. Dropping points on people, man. That is a high score no matter what you're used to. Uh, and then lastly, another cousin of mine. Sean Dugan, 10, 3-1 with a 513.32 total score. And then his weekly score was the high score as well with the 159.8. Marco, you're right. I have 32 cousins on my dad's side. It's, it's a lot of them. Uh, and they all like fantasy football. So there, there's a few of them in this division. So that uh, is everybody. Uh, I'm not going to go over everybody who's qualified for playoffs because that's going to take a while. But you can check it out. Uh, check out bellyupfantasy.com. Uh, I have all of the rankings put up there, who would currently qualify for playoffs, what the scores are, what you need to do to get yourself in there. Uh, it's it's a really comprehensive as far as it'll tell you everything. we got the top 10 scores. we got the current p- playoff uh, qualifiers, and we have every single division broken down in total points scored, record, et cetera. Everything's there ready to go. Uh, no, they can't fit in one car because there's 32 of us. It's the Irish Catholics, man. We breed like rabbits. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that kind of covers everybody, all the high scores for our Belly Up Fantasy Bowl. This has been really fun, guys, and nobody's out of it yet. You've got to keep that in consideration. If you go on a, a win streak right now, you're in the playoffs. Just don't lose anymore. Keep winning. I know that's easier said than done, but we're going to start having bye weeks happen. We're going to have a few guys coming back, whoever has McCaffrey, that he's going to be back soon. Uh, A.J. Brown's back. Michael Thomas is back. Be patient. Realize that it's only through week four. Uh, we're not starting the playoffs right now, so no worries. Just start your grind again. Make sure you're watching the waiver wire. Nobody is eliminated yet. Most oh. importantly, listen to us because apparently all of our listeners are leading every single one of these leagues. No. We are not, but all of our listeners are. So You know, look, I'm just going to say this, Tom. What I tell, like, if you watch me on Start Sit or on my DFS with Dan on the DFS show, 
I will tell you, this is what you should do, but I'm not going to do this because I'm a homer. I'm too much of a homer, and it's my hubris, man. Like, I'm Orpheus or fucking, I'm sorry, excuse me for my French. But, Tom, where can everyone <laughs> follow you at? Where can everyone find your latest work at? Because we're going to end this show pretty quickly, man. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, uh, Marco Ayala, as soon as he gets on Twitter, needs to follow me at BellyUpTom. Uh, as soon as he's on there, he won the bet. Like I said, ten dollar donation to uh, Belly or excuse me to St. Jude's uh, for winning the Belly Up Bowl. So, Marco, follow me. I'll post that on there at Belly Up Tom on Twitter. Also at Belly Up Football. Make sure you follow us there. Uh, and all these guys at Belly Up Fancy. I mean, we're crushing it. It's a great year for Belly Up Fancy. Keep it rolling, boys. Whew. Ryan. You're our lead writer, man. You're like the uh, the flagship of our uh, fantasy department. What do you have? I mean, I mean, you're. Let me. I mean, I don't even have the banner right now. But everyone, I didn't even mention this. Where is that? There you go. Check out Ryan's newest series, man. It's about fantasy values for different players. If you're into fantasy stocks or stoinks, right? We, we're all about. Check this out. You can check the banner down there. See what it really means about. But, Ryan, where can everyone follow you at? What are you working on? Obviously, this is a huge project for you. Um, and, obviously, I mean, you're crushing it, right? Yeah, man. I, you can find me at Real Ryan Hicks and, obviously, at Belly Up Fantasy on the website. Uh, the project is called the Fantasy uh, Market Values, the Fantasy Market Report. I basically treat the fantasy just like it really is, like stocks. Guys are hot, guys are not, when you should buy, when you should sell, who I'm high on now, who I'm going to be high on in a week, essentially. Uh, talk about selling guys like Julio and why you should sell guys like Julio because it's where his value is and where his value I project to be going. It's really fun. It's just a, it's a bit of a unique way to look at fantasy football that lets me kind of throw some humor in there and be kind of clever and silly uh, while also throwing some stats that I think are pretty relevant as far as why I'm selling these guys, why I'm buying these guys. And where I need to go, uh, <laughs> Tom. Tom's got jokes. Tom's got jokes. I don't buy and sell people, Tom. No, I buy and sell fantasy players. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I'm working on. And then obviously, I'm keeping up with. I'm having a blast keeping up with all of these uh, St. Jude Belly Up Bowl stuff. Seeing what everybody's scoring, kind of being involved in all the chats and the smack talk. Uh, uh, shout out to everybody that talks on Sleeper and gets involved in the chat. It's really fun interacting with uh, 144 people doing this together. It's been a really great thing. We've raised a lot of good money for St. Jude. Uh, and looking forward to doing this every year in, year out. Let's see how much we can get them, man. Uh, they're working really hard to end childhood cancer, like end it, period. So we're really excited to be working with them and really excited for how many people have gotten involved and really made this such a success this year. It's been so such a blessing for us to see how awesome everybody has been coming in this league, how competitive it's been, how fun it's been to watch everybody match up. Billy, sorry, that was long. No, you're good, man. Billy, I, I want to intro you in right now because you do a start sit every week, man. And throughout the show, uh, I've had it on our ticker. Uh, if y'all are watching right now, the, the viewers that are watching, let's go in and cue in on this, man. Billy starts sits right now. His quarterbacks are down there right now. We got Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, and you're going to sit Baker Mayfield and uh, Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan that we've already talked about. Uh, you got Todd Gurley and DJ that you're starting. You're sitting David Montgomery and Miles Gaskin for the running back position. 
as you've heard from Belly Up, right? Start Justin Jefferson and Darius Slayton, but sit Bobby Trees and Odell Beckham. Uh, and then Billings Hindsight also, man, we've talked about this too, so he agrees with us. Start Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, but sit Mike Gusecki and Dalton Schultz. I'll have to disagree about the Mike Gusecki thing. Because <laughs> I'm going to go with my man crush with Ryan, right, Billy? But you're working on a lot of stuff, man. You're essentially our senior writer and analyst that brings such a big portion of stats and everything to the table. Um, what are you working on? What can we expect for you, brother? Yeah, so tomorrow early afternoon, expect me to have a little more on these starts and sits for you. My start and sit article that comes out each week. Uh, so you can kind of reason with me or not. Hey, if you like my take, uh, let me know. If you don't, let me know too. Let's talk about it. You know, definitely not batting a thousand. So, hey, uh, you know, these are just my takes, my opinions. And if, and if it were my lineup, here's what I might do just based on some matchup stuff. So having some fun uh, with that as well. Follow me at BWIT24. Uh, really starting to have a lot of fun now that the season's kicked off. But uh, as far as starts and sits, trying to bring you guys that uh, if you're in trouble, guys you can plug in. And, uh, you know, on the sit side, more of the bigger dogs that you can temper expectations and maybe not actually sit. But if you had a, a nice fill-in, uh, you know, guys you might consider uh, looking elsewhere this week. So that's kind of the goal of that, steer you in the right direction. Uh, might have helped you out, might have hurt you. Let me know. Hey, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, man, Gase going to Gase by B.O.B. I cannot <laughs> love that more, man, being a Houston Texans fan for life. Man, my belly up bowl team is sure going to love it because I got Watson, I got DJ, I got Cooks, I got Akins. Come on. Homer. Let's roll. Homer. <laughs> Y'all know that about me, though. Like, come on. Hey, I, I want to add one thing that the people, when I'm through DFS, stuff that I like to look at is stardom sit-ems. It's not necessary. I mean, you need to take that information that Billy gets and realize that is a, something for this week, and that's something you can apply to DFS as well. I mean, that's something exactly. That's something that you're not thinking about. The stardom sit him. Make that money. Like when, when he says sit Odell Beckham, obviously, if you only have, you're not going to sit Odell Beckham. He'll probably be a flex guy at worst. But you sit him in DFS. If you if you see somebody in the stardom sit him, that's where I'm looking at as far as DFS goes. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, that's what you have to do. And that's what we bring you at Belly Up, right? Um, we're going to cut it close, right? But uh, I'm Chris Pente. Y'all can always follow me at Aggie Campus Sig on Twitter. Um, on Facebook, I'll be on there for our uh, at Belly Up Fantasy Twitter account. Tom handles the football stuff. Ryan and Billy are senior analysts and writers, dynasty, and everything for your needs, right, guys? We handle a lot of stuff on the daily, and we'll answer all sorts of DM questions. Um, also, I will be live this week, as every week, for a DFS show on Saturday, and then also Sunday mornings for starter sits. Um, guys, we're so proud right now because we're one of the youngest uh, fantasy shows in the fantasy community, essentially. But we've grown so much. We're one of the only fantasy podcasts sponsored by Manscaped, guys. And we're going to tout that all day um, because of our followers, because of the guys that are commenting with us. They're helping us grow and subscribing and commenting on Spotify, on Apple Music, on iHeartRadio. So, we're not where we are be, because of who we are. We're here because of you guys, and we really want to appreciate and thank you guys. So uh, thank you, everyone, who's watched us from the beginning, and we love you. So we'll see you next week, guys, and let's win some ships. Later.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.